What is up? Welcome to episode number one of the Todd Hartley Show. This program has been in production for a very long time, started as a little bit of a seed during Video Marketing Mastery. You see, I did Video Marketing Mastery for 500 episodes, and on the 500th episode, I just mic dropped and handed it off to my team, and we've been planning what the next iteration of my podcasts are going to look like, and because I've been stepping out onto the biggest stages in the world and helping get businesses and also individuals to the next level, I decided to create a Toddcast based on what I already do on a daily basis, how I get myself to the next level. And on this show, you're going to start to see that I'm going to be bringing to you just like billion dollar entrepreneurs, people that have done the amazing. You're going to have physicians like the world's leaders in the fight against cancer. They're going to talk about what they do to stay on the cutting edge. And everything we're going to talk about are going to be about breakthroughs and setbacks and their secrets for staying on the cutting edge. And what I want you to get from this is what I've been doing my entire life. I have been studying successful people since the very beginning, looking at what they do, and then lifting up what they do as like a translucent blueprint and then trying to apply it into my own life so I can mentor and follow after them. And that is my hope from you. As you're listening to this show, always be thinking, what can you learn from them and how can you use their strategies and tactics to help impact your goals and opportunities? Well, if that makes sense, this episode is going to be about you getting to know me me being candid and revealing. So who better for me to interact with than the person who knows me better than anybody in the world? On this episode, I'm joined by the love of my life, Wendy Hartley. This podcast is brought to you by the WireBuzz team. Now, if that name sounds familiar, it's because I've spent the past decade growing WireBuzz into a digital marketing powerhouse designed to maximize clarity in complex sales processes so we can help accelerate revenue. And we do this in three phases. Phase one, we transform your website to function like your best salesperson and then also incorporate persuasive on-demand sales videos. Now your entire team is aligned on messaging and they're injecting massive clarity into your prospect's head. So your site looks great, but it also has engaging content that helps your team sell on demand 24-7. The next phase, phase two, we train your sales and marketing teams to sell remotely or in person to expand the impact of your sales team. And the third phase is we develop and run targeted ads to your prospects. Scale those ads to help you achieve more business results. Sign up for the WireBuzz Company newsletter to learn more about effective and simple ways to improve your company messaging, attract more digital attention, and ultimately make more sales. All right, Wendy, thank you for joining me. Oh, my pleasure. This is exciting. I didn't realize it was episode number one because you've done 500 episodes on other episodes. <laughs> I know. It's a little strange, isn't it? It's like starting all over. Back to the fundamentals, the foundation, and we build strong things from those fundamentals. Absolutely. So Wendy's going to interview me. You're, this is going to be probably the most candid interview you're ever going to see because it's from the love of my life. I'll hand it off to you. Well, Todd, let's get started. And I just... 
I think people really need to know your your background and what you struggled with growing up because I just feel there's so much of that bridge of your struggle to your strength. All right. Well, I actually, I'm terribly uncomfortable still talking about it. And Wendy knows that I kept it a secret well into my 40s, but I struggled with attention and learning disabilities in an era where schools considered kids like me to be like not worth the investment. And that really weighed on my outlook about myself. I struggled with, I guess, um, fear of never being able to live up to what I thought my dreams were. I know a lot of people experience that. And so I was struggling with attention disorders and dyslexia and then something really awesome called visual and auditory perception impairments. And the, the basis of that is like, if I'm reading something, a sentence, I will, with the, with the visual perception impairment, I will grab a word, two sentences above, and pull it down into the sentence that I'm reading, and then it will change the whole context. So Is as, that how rumors get started? That is how rumors yeah. get that's how they get mm-hmm. spread around. And maybe rumors might be the whole foundation of the best marketing ever. <laughs> but uh, I struggled with that for years. And it wasn't until I started developing my primary muscle that I ended up regaining control or getting control for the first time. Your hamstrings. My brain and everything and how it works. And it was really life-changing for me. I'm, I'm can't even imagine what you had to go through, but what I do remember is your sisters always saying you had the gift of gab so much that they would pay you to be quiet in the backseat of the car. And then no wonder that you were led into talk radio because you had the, you had that gift of gab and you wanted to, you had so many other skills that you wanted to do with, and you got led to radio. But I also remember you telling me when it was time to read, you got so uncomfortable and you shared with me when you're on radio, sometimes you're reading some current news and something that's very, whatever's going on. And how are you able to read and stay in flow without having an editor and takeovers because you were live? Yeah. Live has really trained you to develop yourself and... I once had an educator ask me like, Todd, what are you going to do when you get out of school? And this is like in middle school or in high school. And I said, well, I want to be a talk show host. I want to be an investigative reporter. And she kind of giggled at thought because I was so far from polished, so far from being able to do the fundamentals that she actually said, how are you going to read on the radio if you won't read out loud in the class? And that's how it got started. That's, that's how it got you, started. You knew you had a practice. Yeah. Well, what I also knew is from going through Tony Robbins's books, I knew that you're rewarded in public for what you intensely practice and refine in private. And that got me started on reading the newspaper when I could barely read a paragraph. And I would read the sports page because it was literally the only thing I was interested in. And my attention disorders were out of control. So I could only read what I was interested in. But I just looked at my attention like it was a muscle. And what I decided to do was exercise it on a daily basis. And in my room every day at my parents' house, I'd read the sports page as much as I could. Eventually, that muscle developed. When I got to my dorm room, I was reading the newspaper out loud, my bachelor pad. It became a talk show to myself. And repetition being the mother of skill, I was able to, at 26, um, 
get my talk show picked up on the number one station in Arizona, KTAR. And this is right when Wendy came into my life. And it was really a, a remarkable transformation because I remember being on the radio one day and having somebody walk in like the news director and he handed me a white piece of paper and I grabbed it in my head. I was like, no, you're not reading for all these people, right? And I looked at it and it was like, breaking news out of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, the president of the United States today. And I was like, boom, boom, boom. And I'm reading it just like I had done a thousand times before, but this was all fresh copy. And as I was reading, I was saying to myself, dude, can you believe you're effing beep, beep, reading right now in front of all these people? And once you break through a limiting belief, you discover you're significantly stronger than what you thought. All you have to do is prepare yourself to seize the moment. Breaking on through, that's, that's just, that is part of the secret sauce of yeah. moving to the other side because our fears are really just our false evidence appearing real. And I just, I, I love all the practice, but I think of it in the morning. Are you practicing to be a musician now? Because you haven't stopped. When you first wake up, yeah. it's oh, songs at the top of your lungs, forgetting that the rest of the house is yeah. still in quiet yeah. zone. Sometimes when I'm on Zoom and I'm waiting for the client, I'll just grab this microphone and I'll be like, wah-ba-da-loo-ba-ba-la-bamboo. Those on. vocal cords oh, yeah, I'm working warmed it. up. I yeah. am working Yeah, it. I still think you you can do that on the side. Really? Yeah. Every time we go out on our Friday nights, if the musician doesn't show up, you could it could be open mic oh. for you. Oh, I would I would love doing It'd that. That'd be really fun. Yeah. I need more reps. Yeah. Well, sweetheart, I just I I admire so much your work ethic. Like you just never you never put your work to sleep. You're always focused on what can I do next, and that whole acronym of can I constant and never ending improvement. What, what is, what am I going to be doing? What am I practicing? How am I going to be a better version of myself? And how do you, what, where did that get started? Besides watching some of the beautiful people of your family members involved in your life. But I think, I think it's part of your genetic code. Well, I've always been an admirer of successful people. Like I grew up watching athletes and Magic Johnson, and I'm like, what is it that he does? And what can I learn from him? And and that was a big deal for me. So I like to study successful people. I like to bring them onto this podcast, make sure that I can start to peel back what makes them successful. And it's really what I've been doing my whole life. It's like, how do you get prepared to make sure that you can succeed in a variety of different environments? And it got started for me watching the greatest athletes of all time and admiring their work ethic. And when I listened to the interviews that they would have, I wouldn't be interested in like what they did well in the game. I'm interested in the mental prep. I'm interested in how they push themselves in the off season to lift up their deficiencies. Like I, I remember magic Johnson in every off season would obsessively work on where he thinks his game's limitation was. And so I developed this philosophy, which is strengthening my weaknesses and developing my strengths. And I do that religiously because I know at the end, it's really just a muscle. And the more you work out these different parts of yourself, the stronger it'll be, the more you'll be able to persevere. And, um, and then I got to see with both of my parents being entrepreneurs, their level of commitment on a daily basis, which was undeniable. And for them, it was about serving, showing up and helping people achieve their goals. And I've just kind of acquired that. And I, I love that process tremendously. Oh, you, you show up like it's game day every day. 
And I really have to say you have such a high pain threshold yeah. because when people look on the outside and they're meeting you just as, you know, decade into the whole digital marketing career and a decade of your whole radio career, maybe longer in your radio career, that they probably witness someone that's just always been very successful because you've had this gift of gab and also this gift of being able to connect to people in a very human a, just a beautiful relationship type way. Like you just, you treat everyone like they're your best friend. Yet that whole pain threshold of there's been so many struggles. And yet when people witness it from the outside, <laughs> they don't know. And it's just like, we know, we know what the struggles and the challenges mean because it's again, it's, it's working those muscles that we really, yeah. that might be deficient. And it's also having that faith and trust that knowing if you're going to show up, eventually the seeds will germinate yeah. and sprout into something. Yeah, there were so many times where I went and met with a program director. I went out to New York City to meet the head of CNN and MSNBC and Fox News to pitch mm -hmm. a show or went out to L.A. And, and each of those times I got shot down and had despair, like felt like I was starting all over. But with every time you go into a door like that where you're wondering if you belong, you believe you belong, but you wonder if they think you belong – and you're trying to land the opportunity, uh, those are all preparation for the one that really matters. And I didn't know it at the time, but I'm, I have this belief that I am here to do something large that helps people. And it really wouldn't matter if, what it was as long as it had those kind of core things. And I, I love that. So yes, I've got a very high pain threshold. Wendy brings it up all the time because if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a business leader, you struggle all the time and there are setbacks. A key member of your team leaves and now you've got to take over their job before you know it. A couple other people leave. You're doing three or four jobs. But at your core, what is it? Like, I'm not going to fail, right? And sometimes I might have the feeling like, oh my God, is this the moment I fail? And I, everybody freaks out. But what I really look at it like, this is that moment where you're supposed to step up and deliver the best version of yourself. And I watch sports for that reminder. Like I don't watch sports to see people hit a three-point shot. I watch to remind yourself of how you're supposed to step up in the most crucial moments so you can deliver. And that to me is really exciting. I would love for our listeners to know, like, what is it that you mentally do when, when an, uh, a key member of the team leaves the company, when the answer continues to be no or not yet? What are you doing <laughs> mentally right. to prepare? Because we all know we have to dust ourselves off and get back up or watch a play of somebody that's just so heroic, do it over and over. But what do you do for yourself to press that delete button and get up? First thing is that I remember that it takes massive determined action. Success always takes, as Tony Robbins says, massive determined action. So I have to ask myself, are you willing to put forth the effort? And is it going to be strategic or is it going to be a shotgun approach? Or are you going to hit the target? And, um, and once I start to narrow down and even get out of my own way, because there are times where like, you know, I have to go back to a position that I had in the past in order for the company to move forward. 
And that's uh, an identity check for a little while, right? And then before you know it, you realize the game. Oh, I'll tell you what. I make a game out of most of these things. <laughs> so like when you're when you have attention disorders and you're in a class that sucks that you're not interested in, you train yourself if you want to be successful, you train yourself to make a game out of it. And so when I have to do something that I really don't want to do, I will gamify it. I'll have fun. And before I know it, I have fooled myself. And then I generate the momentum. And before I know it, when the momentum kicks in, yo, I'm like, this is great. It's very similar to me watching you on the hills when all of a sudden you're ready to smoke by me and you're conquering the hills. And you're like, let's do this. And you kick into overdrive. And I'm like, okay, I'll see you at the top. Yeah, Wendy and I hike every morning together or at least most mornings together. And um, it's hilly. (laughs) And the hills are like, I don't know, like you're not riding a bike up these hills. Like it's steep. And uh, and it's for me, it's fun because... We've done it so many times consistently that our body is adapted and now it's more meditative than anything else. Like I just know, and maybe that's a really good metaphor about business. Like, you know, you can get through all of this. You could start to let go and be more present in it. And before you know it, you can start dominating it. And I think that's just part of the daily physical training for the body mind, but also being in all the different fields you've been in over the years of okay, this is, this is a not yet, or let me direct, this might be a detour, and then let's focus and gamify this way. So I really appreciate the whole gamifying yeah. situation. And I know for how hard, how long, I should say, the hardness wasn't so much of the, the length of time it took for you to finally get on Tony Robbins stage and how you had to keep coaching that inner Todd that, you know what, I'm just going to show up and continue showing up as if I'm already on the stage. I'm going to perfect my material. And then what, a couple years later? Yeah. Yeah. Then now you're there. And it's like, when you look back, you're the one that taught me everything is a straight line when you look back. And when we're in it, it feels like such a roller coaster. When we hone in on the present moment and everything that we've gathered from that present moment, we realize that we're so much stronger than we are. And I'm reading a note on your desk desk right now. It says, expect greatness. And it's just like those reminders of what we expect and what we believe is what we receive and how it shows up in our lives. And I just feel so great that you chose, I chose not to be the fly on the wall. I chose to be your wife and be able to witness uh-huh. all this, or you chose me to be your wife, something like that. There's a choosing in all this, <laughs> but just the gratitude that comes with it. Yeah. And, and just to, to watch how strong of a person you are mentally, physically, and spiritually. And then what you teach, you are living. You are the, the living example of what we're all trying to strive for. And sometimes I feel like I, I, I wake up every day striving, but yet I feel complacent next to this guy because you're always seeking Thank and you're you. always really creating the best version of yourself. And your learning curve is huge. Um, you're also amazing teachers. So people that Thank get to you. listen to you are, are just that you get so much gratitude being sent back to you through all yeah, the different really social amazing, right? platforms of how you've changed people's lives and what they've been, especially teaching people how to get on camera and such. Oh my goodness. What? And then teaching people when you're interviewing them, someone that didn't ever want to be on camera, you <laughs> teach them how to relax in one, one set, one, you know, whatever, whatever a set is, how many hours you have with them, mm-hmm. but just, just thank you. Thank, thank you. you for being just such a, such an amazing Todd and amazing teacher for all of us. Thank you. I, I, I think all of that applies to you. And you know, when, when Wendy brings up a really 
important story that I think all of you can learn from. Remember, what we're doing in all of these episodes is we're learning about what other people have done to get next level and then lifting it up like a blueprint, like a translucent blueprint and seeing, will that work where I am and then putting it to use. So when we were trying to get onto the Tony Robbins stage, being very candid, I wasn't ready when I was first introduced to their team. Okay. In hindsight, my material wasn't ready. And you were ready. Maybe your yeah. material wasn't. I've never heard yes. you say you weren't ready because oh, I, I feel like you're ready. You're ready for anything. Oh, I could have gone on the stage and, and um, shined, but I don't know if the material was ready for prime time. That is my, as I am evaluating myself in hindsight. Mm-hmm. And one of the best things that they did for me is they didn't say no. They said, I think not yet. And let me give you an example. The first time I got um, asked to speak on the stage, and then maybe a couple of weeks later, I got cut from the stage. We'd already like booked our families to go to be there. You know, we're we're Anthony babies, so the opportunity to get out there and and as somebody who grew up listening to his material, that's a big deal for Wendy and I. So uh, I was, I got, I I. When I got the no, I was crushed to the point where when I came home and told Wendy, I was devastated. And Wendy said to me, did they say no or not yet? Right? No or not yet. And I said, oh, it felt like a no. And you go, I didn't ask you what it felt like. I asked you what they said. No or not yet. Which one? Because they are worlds apart. And I said, I th- I, you know what? I think they said not yet. And you said, great. Can you up your game? Is there another level? Can you improve your material? So it gets to the point where it is so frigging good. She didn't say frigging. I did. Where it was so good. They can't ignore you anymore. Ignore you. Yeah. They can't do that. I was like, "I, I, there is another level. And then Wendy said, great. Don't quit before the miracle. And that to me was like, permission to dig in deeper and add more value. And this is right when the pandemic started and I just created momentum. Let's talk about momentum. Like momentum is probably in business, the two or three most important forces. And I just started creating momentum every day. I'd create a new piece of content. I'd drop another piece of knowledge. I'd inspire people. And before I knew it, I was putting out like, you know, 60 days, 90 days and six months and a year worth of content. And then I started refining my own speaking material and I submitted again to speak. And we um, said, they said, put this down tentatively for now, but we think we're going to go and start you in Amsterdam. And so our family is like, okay, we're all going to go. We're all going to be there. So we have a really tight family. And then, um, and then I got cut again. And I was devastated again. That and this, was COVID though. Well, yes, you're right. That was COVID. So, so many I, people, so many people got cut and everything that they were doing during COVID. Absolutely. Yeah. But if you're focused on achieving an end goal and a result, uh, it doesn't matter if it's an act of God or anything else, you're still focused on making it happen. Well, long story short, um, 
we did get the yes. And when we got the yes, we seized the moment. And that to me was like a major acknowledgement that if I put my, my focus on what I wanted to do, I could accomplish anything. I mean, that's an organization that doesn't have a problem saying no to speakers. And, you know, they, they have speakers coming up to them all the time. So I had to look at that as being like, you know, maybe you can really go further and do more. And before I knew it, I started speaking at many of the events or most of the events. And it just started snowballing and I started developing a relationship with that audience. And, and it's just really, really loved it. It's really important. And then you believed it too. You believed that you would make it to some very large stage or large stages ever since you were very young. Yeah. And I think that that's a huge seed because when we do watch documentaries of athletes and they're just, they, they have such a belief, a strong belief of where they're going. And I really feel like that's the heart of where we navigate our life. It's up here first. It's right? up here or it's here. It's yeah. a, I think it's, it, it's a feeling, a feeling and then a the feeling, you know, whether it's a, a visualization or a feeling, but one might come before the other, but they, they have to have congruency yeah. to really make that belief come into fruition. Because just when you, when you feel that energy or feel what you want that energy to be, and sometimes people have never experienced that wherever they, they, experience where they're thinking they're aiming to go. That's they've right. never experienced how big it could be, but yet they've watched movies. They've heard people talk, they watch their mentors. So it's like, they're able to gather something that feels as if they've already experienced it. And that creates a lot of that neuroplasticity and that subconscious resourcefulness of where we're going in life and how it aligns. And then we get to feel the magic of our own being of how it plays out on this field. Yeah, we have a saying, Wendy and I, and it's called energize the knowing. So what is the knowing? For me, since I was a young boy, I knew I was going to be speaking on the biggest stage in the world. I just didn't know if it was going to be an induction speech at the Baseball Hall of Fame or like Mr. America or presidential inauguration or what. But I had this knowing and I energized it. So energizing the knowing in Todd and Wendy land is like, once you get the vision, make sure you spend time picturing yourself in that moment and giving it energy and excitement because like a magnet that's been energized, it will attract, boom, and it'll pull you into that moment or pull that moment even into you. And I do that a lot. You do it a lot. And then sometimes... A lot of us get so distracted with life that we had something that showed up in our life, a visualization of the big idea we had, and it gets put yeah. on the back burner because of other responsibilities that need to have to follow through. And I think that's what's so important about reflection of what that big idea was, because it, it tends to lend some of that purposeful, soulful connection. And sometimes even our superhero powers like that, that's what we've been given. And we might've had to just put it on pause for a little while, but to remember what that is, because it starts a whole new spark again. Yeah. And then by having that, that alignment with where we're going, it's amazing what starts showing up. Yeah. And when you energize the moment, it could be a exam. It could be pitching your business in front of an investor it could be any of these things. When you energize that moment, you can actually help polish and perfect yourself. So when that moment does happen, 
you've already lived it a thousand times before. And that's super exciting. That allows you, if you're scared of getting in front of a group and playing, if music is your art and you want to sing and, and um, develop your voice and your, your storytelling style, energize that on a daily basis and get yourself fired up so you can continue to polish and perfect your process. And it's really, um, I don't know, it's something that I rely on a lot. You know, when, when the house is quiet, I can energize the moment. And well, that's one of the blueprint items that I hope people can pick up from me. And another one would be make sure you get yourself into that repetition and you understand that's where the mother of all skill is. Mm -hmm. Like what you're trying to do, what your end goal destination is, the distance between that and where you are right now will be a lot shorter if you just start practicing, right? It's oh, about consistency. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Get repetition, consistency, and then feel just like you do it, like it is game day, even when it's not game day. Yeah, I, you're right. I practice like it's game day. That mm -hmm. is one of our sayings. Mm -hmm. And um, that means that if I'm going to be uh, speaking on a new topic, I'm going to practice and get myself to the point where it is, feels like I've said it a thousand times, but I, but you have, I have. <laughs> you've said it a thousand right? times. Well, that's wonderful. Todd, tell us, tell, tell your listeners what's, what's next for you. Well, this is that moment of inflection in my career. This is where I probably have bitten off more than I can chew. I have, <laughs> if I rattled off all the things in Todd's world that are being created right now, I have a book that I am releasing. I don't know how long we've been working on this book, Wendy, maybe five years. And uh, it started about five years ago and then I tabled it and I got back into it. And for the last two years, at least the last two years, I've been working on it hardcore and my book is accelerating. Yes. It's how to create binge worthy buying experiences, transform your website into your best salesperson, and then use the power of video to convince and convert at faster rates. It's basically the modern Bible for remote selling. And I'm super excited for this to be unleashed onto entrepreneurs. I've also got a SaaS product that I've been building for a long time. And um, this SaaS product is called Clarity. Let me tell you about Clarity really quickly. Clarity is what people experience right before they say yes, when they want to buy, right? So as Donald Miller, the great marketer, one of my um, colleagues on Tony Robbins' Business Mastery Faculty Speakers says people are drawn to clarity and away from confusion. So confusion kills the sales process, but clarity wins. So I realized that video is the most powerful tool for people to convince and convert. So I've created an essential SaaS product for salespeople to create their videos in their cell phone or on their desktop and then be able to track. Did I say track? I really mean spy on their prospects. <laughs> and then it has an AI platform built in. So it ranks all of your prospects based on quien es más macho. Like who is the most macho of all of your leads based on how interested they are. So you know who to follow up with. And, um, and Clarity's got a CRM built into it for salespeople. It's got like a lot of cool bells and whistles. And then I've got a on-demand course available for people. And 
I swear there's like three more things and I can't think of them right now, but all of them are, I've got business mastery coming up for, for Tony. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of big Todd projects developing right now. And I run a digital marketing agency at the same time called Wirebuzz. We're an award-winning digital marketing agency and we're in the process right now of scaling our company to exponential growth. So there's a lot going on and it's one of the more exciting, which is my preferred word over precarious, mm -hmm. but it's one of the more exciting times in my career. And I'm just excited to be able to add more value into this world so people can be more successful. And your outgoing message is, I have so much time on my yes. hands. Oh. I have so much time to do all this because I'm no longer drinking from a fire hose. <laughs> I just have all this time that I can just keep focusing on all these things that I have in the hopper. All right, all right. Let's be because Wendy's here, she's really in the most polite way talking <laughs> trash. Okay. Because, you know, um, one of the things I used to do is I would complain about all of the work coming my way. I'm drinking from a fire hose, Wendy. You know, and um, I'm, I'm, water's up to here, up to my eyeballs, right? I might be drowning. Like I would have these. This is your outgoing message outgoing. for everybody. Yes. So what I realized was I was asking the universe or God or love or whatever you call it for more. And when more came rushing my way, I would bitch and moan. But once I flipped that into gratitude, Right. And I opened up to it and then figured out how to leverage myself. So I have support staff that's actually better at their specialties than I am. And they're phenomenal. Before I knew it, I was able to, you know, get to that next level. But that's another blueprint item for people. Totally. Like if you are asking for more, but when your inbox starts to fill up, you're like, oh, oh I'm about to sign an, an agreement with a, um, a client that when it came through, I was, when the text message came to me that somebody wanted to introduce me to somebody, my internal thought was, I have too much. This is, this is crazy. Like, how am I? And then, or it was, this is not what I do. Yes. And then when you open this way, it's like, wow, this whole different avenue yes. of expression just showed up and you, I'm sorry. I know you're perfect. So I just had to get out of my own way. And that's a blueprint item. Are you talking down the rush of opportunity that you asked for? And if so, can you just switch the language and look at this thing as a wonderful gift that's coming your way? Because once you do that, amazing things will happen. For sure. Speaking of amazing things, this girl is the most amazing thing that I've ever experienced in my life. We, 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 we. May I tell our story real quick? Can you do it quick? Yes. Can I? <laughs> this is the greatest story of my life. Wendy and I, um, we were, uh, we didn't know each other. And I got, a girl came up to me that I went on a couple dates with. And she said, hey, what are you doing on Saturday? Do you want to hang out? And I was like, cool, yeah, I'll hang out with you. She goes, why don't we go to my yoga class? You'll love the instructor. And I'd never been to yoga. You know, um, this is 1999. We've been together forever. And I went to this yoga class and in walked the instructor. And like that, I fell in love with the instructor. And 
ever since we've been together, but six months into dating. By the way, we just jive. Like Wendy and I, we're like, you know, we're, we're made for each other. So W mag magnets. We're magnets. We're energizing the knowing. <laughs> and so, um, so what happened is Wendy and I had about a two week period where we just weren't jiving. We kind of hit the skids. She's more mature than I am. And uh, she was in a more evolved place in her life than single Todd in Scottsdale. Whoop, whoop was. And so um, we were probably going in separate directions. So I took Wendy to dinner at the place that we had our first kiss. And, and our, yeah, at our first growth. <laughs> and right at the front door of that restaurant, as we walked through this dark park on a Saturday, 8.30, 9 o'clock, we got up in front of all these people and the energy of all the people and boom, we snapped and broke up right there and um, weren't talking. And we walked back through that park. It's like the darkest moment of my life. Game race, we, like, goodbye, goodbye, game, goodbye. We're done with each other. We walked through the park Saturday, 8.30, 9 o'clock. And as we were walking, my foot slid my foot kicked something in the ground and it slid across the ground. And I'm that dude that doesn't pick up anything. And it was a loud enough sound that it sounded like a silver dollar. I heard it also. Yeah. It sounded like a Sacagawea to me. <laughs> and then as I reached out in the dark to pick it up, I actually touched something, picked up a toy wedding ring. And right when we both saw the wedding ring at the same time, Saturday, 8.30, 9 o'clock in the evening, the church across the street, St. Daniel, started ringing its bells. And I'm holding the ring, and the two of us started hysterically bawling. And we, we got the message. We got the divine intervention that we are not to break up. We did not tell anyone that story until we got married. We were engaged for a year and a half and dated a year and a half. So it was so two and a half years later on our wedding day that when Wendy went and slipped my wedding ring on, I was wearing that toy wedding ring. And when you guys come to our home, which I know will happen, <laughs> and we sit down for some wine, you will see that that toy wedding ring is shadow boxed into our wall. Into a pillar that holds our house together and the reminder of just the magic and the mystery that was right there before us. And we just had to grow up and face our stuff and work on it. Yeah. And when we work on our own stuff, it makes coming together for our beautiful relationship that much easier. Yeah, it sure does. You are incredible. We thank, are. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for always providing me your sage wisdom. Because what you have packed inside of that brain is remarkable. Is it kind of like our puppy with all the... The love in his body. He's yes. not a puppy, but we yes. call him our puppy. Yes, it's all that love, love in his body, and <laughs> I'm the benefactor of all of that. She's Wendy Hartley. She's my guiding light. My name is Todd Hartley, and I can't wait to go on this journey with you over the next 500 episodes Ooh. of the Todd Hartley Show, where I'm going to bring the most remarkable people that are doing extraordinary things that are having huge breakthroughs, for example— you're going to hear from a entrepreneur who for the last 30 years has built a billion dollar company and he is going to unpack his secrets for success for you. You're going to hear from the president of the White House's 
president's cancer panel. He's the chairman of the president's cancer panel. That's the actual way to say it. You're going to hear from him as he talks about how he became one of the world's leading cancer experts and stays constantly on the cutting edge. You're going to hear from one of the top surgeons in the world about how she gave up her practice at the top of her game with international notoriety so she could lead an international clinical trial on, get this, how to help patients that are recovering from cancer and the PTSD, the post-traumatic stress disorder from cancer, the fear that they developed, how to use things like magic mushrooms and LSD and plant-based medicines so when they're going through a what we would probably call like they're tripping, there's a therapist there that can help them extract the fear so they can return to their life renewed. I am telling you right now, I'm going to be introducing you to my friends and people I admire, and you are going to be blown away. Like, for example, you don't even know this. Our friend Josh Pastner, the head coach of the Georgia Tech men's basketball team, also a national championship winner at the great University of Arizona, Josh Pastner is going to be coming onto this podcast to talk about how he gets himself ready as a leader to prepare a team of men to go out and face adversity and come together and win. That's coming up. Like there's a bunch of amazing interviews coming your way. And I can't wait to just share their blueprints for success with you so you can lift those up. And apply them in your life so you can generate exponential growth and start accelerating more yeses into your life. I can't wait to listen to all those too. Yeah. It's That's really exciting. Cool. Wendy, thank you for joining oh, me on episode you. one thank of the you. podcast. Thank you all for listening. And we just we just appreciate all that you do out there. And Todd, thank you for just keeping the bar high for the rest of us. Beautiful. I love you. Love you. Yo, that was a powerful episode. And From what we just learned, it should be obvious how you can now implement these lessons in your life to get to the next level. Now, before you bounce, I just have three quick thoughts. First, thank you for taking me on your incredible life journey. Second, if you receive some value from me and you want to pay it forward, it would mean the world to me if you left an honest rating and review at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. I'd be incredibly grateful. And lastly, if you share this episode, whether it be a screenshot or a photo from where you're listening, anything via Instagram stories or LinkedIn, Facebook, or any of the social media sites, just tag me and the guest. I'll repost your content and I'll reply back in the comments because I love mixing it up. In fact, I'd love to share your shout outs in my feed too. Not only are these shout outs really good for you and for me, but they also help us book more amazing guests because they'll be able to see the reach that you're helping to cultivate. This is a way for you to help contribute to the show. So thank you again for listening. And I look forward to earning a regular spot inside that ear of yours. Let's grow. 